You're listening to the world's smartest podcast network. When I go to Sacramento, I will pump up Sacramento. Sacramento. Some say the news is fake. Others say it's real. These two don't have the time to check. Instead, Turner Sparks and Michael Ira Kaplan turn to comics stationed around the globe to be their eyewitness reporters so that you can know what's really going on. This is Lost in America. All right, everybody, welcome to Lost in America. We're back. Episode 256. Is that what you said it was, Kaplan? That's what I said it was. That's what the, that's what the podcast app told me. My name's Turner Sparks. With me is Sir Michael Ira Kaplan. Um, Cap, on the show. Oh, you can find me. at. We've, we've taken a month off from this show. Rusty, rusty. We, I'm rusty. I got to shake the rest off. I forget how we even introduce it. You can find yeah. me at turnersparks.com. I will be recording new date. I've moved my date. I'm recording my new album, my uh, comedy album at the Friars Club in New York City on March 11th. So get your tickets now. And when I say tickets, I don't only mean tickets to the show airline tickets fly in for this fly in. bus tickets what if you're you know you can't afford planes train bus i want to see you busing from dallas to get here for my show train anyway a boat we will take are we are you organizing buses are you going to do like a bus tour of new york that includes a, a yeah a it's called show? it's called mega bus <laughs> it's all over the place i've organized it get on it come to new york city kaplan you can find cap at that's march 11th cap in america on all social media platforms and kaplan you have something to promote right off the top here so let's get to I, it yeah i find it's about time i something to promote it's very important and it's a it is one ruby uh kaplan is selling girl scout cookies ruby pearl ruby pearl i must i already violated the girl scout rule i'm not supposed to give away her last she name. has a stage name kaplan's well, daughter has a stage name and now all the pedophiles know her last name but <laughs> her name is ruby and she's selling girl scout cookies and starting today free shipping right so who doesn't love free shipping as Ruby says famously <laughs> so if you order uh you gotta order five boxes which is not a big everyone there's so many good flavors, right? Stop apologizing yeah. for five boxes. Five, you gotta, I watched you're right. her video. Her videos are great, but she goes, oh, bad news. If you, I, I thought if you ordered four boxes, you got free shipping. You have to order five. People love five boxes. They love cookies. Get cookies. I know. You got Thin Mints. You got, you got there's at least five great flavors. So you order five. The link will be, we're going to post the link, right? And uh, the link will yeah. be in the liner notes to this episode. The liner notes, about time I have. As well as wrote. the link to my comedy album, March 11th. How about this? We get Ruby Pearl selling cookies at the album recording. You can get I them love both. that idea. <laughs> love her outside with the Forbes. <laughs> she can be standing outside the Friars Club with her sash. Kaplan, yeah. on the podcast today, uh, we have Fabrizio Copano coming up in just a minute. Uh, we're talking, he's a Chilean comedian. And not only is he a Chilean comedian, he's like a famous Chilean comedian. Very cool. Uh, we're going to be talking about Chile has a new president and um, that's exciting. But uh, before that, before we get to the new president, oh, he's a he's a millennial socialist. Um, you got a new millennial socialist president with ties to, to the Communist Party from what we've read. So that's exciting. So we're going to get to that before we get to that cap. Uh, this show is totally free, but 
If you want to support us, which you know you do, forget about the cookies for a second. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> $5 a month. I'm competing with our other ad now. Yeah. No, don't. And along with the cookies for $5 oh, wow. a month, also free shipping, you can subscribe to patreon.com slash lost in America. $5 a month gets you three extra episodes a week of Kaplan and I doing a half hour full throttle comedy podcast where mostly we talk about his daughter's Girl Scout cookies. Yeah. And then some other things come up too. We have a new mayor in New York City. We got Eric Adams running He's the show. He's getting stuff done. Eric Adams. We talk a lot about him. We're big He's fans. stealing Larry the Cable Guy's bit, and we won't stand for it. I've already informed Larry the Cable Guy. Cable Guy said he has his lawyers looking into it currently. Get her done. Get stuff done is the new mayor's bit. Anyway, for five dollars a month, you get that show. For ten dollars a month, you get a Lost in America number one in Armenia shirt or mug. I'm holding up the mug for everyone watching us on Twitch fantastic. right now. We went to number one in Armenia. We made mugs. We made shirts. Um, or if you're watching us on YouTube, which we're back on YouTube, Kaplan. And we have a new Patreon subscriber. Why don't you tell the people all about him? What, what's that? We have a new Patreon subscriber? It's your cousin. We, we have a, oh, right. You don't know your cousin's name? What are you stalling we have, for? We have a new Patreon subscriber, Jonathan, my cousin. Yes. Welcome to the podcast. Jonathan Holy Stein. Moses. Welcome to the family. I forgot we had new subscribers. It's been, uh, we haven't had one in so long for my end. He joined so we, two days ago. <laughs> so long. Jonathan, I so have any of my family have ever joined. So yeah, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for doing, because it's it, Turner's family, the better subscribers. My family, bunch of cheapskates, except yes. for we got one. He's in Israel. So now we got two Patreons in Israel. That we know of. We may have more. Well, yes, we got two family members in Israel. You know where Will, Will, Will Prechuck's living these days? Yeah, Jonathan's living in Judea in Israel, Turner. and uh, Welcome to the show. Jonathan, welcome. I apologize on behalf of Kaplan. And hopefully next time he'll remember your name. Moving on. <laughs> I didn't remember we were talking. I thought it was one of our like random people, and I was going to go to the notes, and I'm like, oh, wait. It's nothing random at all. It's my cousin. <laughs> Gabriel Boric has been elected president of Chile. That's what we're here to talk about, Cap. He's been elected president. Uh, what do you know about this guy? Let's start now. Let's start here. What do you know about him? I mean, I know he's like, so he's young, right? He's like 35. Yes. Right? He and he's, I, he, I think he's like, in my, in my mind, he's like their version of AOC. That's what I, I was make wondering. Everything about Amer I make everything about America. Yes. So he's like some young, he led some, he was leading the students in some protests and uh, he was just like independent minded, but, a, but, but he's, he's confusing because he's both independent minded, but he said he's to the left of the communists. I heard him say, which caught my attention. Cause I didn't know you could go to the left of the communists. I didn't to know the, that was, wait, to like, the left of the, so he's further left than communism. He said that I saw this quote on Twitter or something where he said, I'm further left in the communist party. So wow. I don't know what that even means. I'm curious to find out. Uh, what, like how you go like over the you earth, fall like, off the end of the earth. <laughs> I, don't I don't know, but and Chile is interesting because we discussed we did one episode on Chile before, and we talked about how there's long history of uh, using like kind of being like a laboratory for American and wet capitalist like conservative ideas. Yeah, we use Chile famously. The United States and University of Chicago, where my brother went, Tyler Sparks. <laughs> Blame him if you Chicago want. Chicago boy. But yeah. the Chicago boys went down to Chile. Was it in the eighties or the seventies? And they yeah, said, in, yeah. we need to see what full throttle capitalism looks like, <laughs> but we don't want to try it on ourselves because yeah, what if it crazy. goes wrong? So let's export it to Chile and make them do it. And so we turned them into full throttle capitalists for a while that crashed and burned. And now Chile is turning itself into full throttle. 
For, what, further than communism? That is, I don't even know if that's I, correct. Yeah, it's like, can they even do, like, I don't know. So now that's a good test for us because we get to see what if Bernie won? What if AOC won? Oh, that's a good point, yeah. And then we get to now let let them try it out. And if it works, we'll try it. If it doesn't work, we'll keep moving on. <laughs> well, we never tried some of their ideas, like the privatizing Social Security thing, for one. So I don't know if we're, we just kind of so let him hang in there. So anyway, he's 35 years old. He's attractive. People like him. Oh, he's attractive. He won, 50, he won in a landslide which we need to get into. And uh, he's a socia- socialist millennial president. It's, it's about time. It's about time the millennials took over. They worked hard than us. Enough of the boomers. Wait, it's your generation. You're a millennial. I f- always forget. You're a yeah, millennial. Yeah, I'm a, I, well, I'm, thir- I'm almost 40, but it's apparently. your people. Do you feel like the way our parents felt when Bill Clinton took over? You got one of yours as in charge? I do. Yeah, I'm shoe bopping. <laughs> I'm listening. To, I'm, da- I'm like, oh, look, he dances to like, I got you, babe, and stuff. <laughs> Don't mess with Bill. Remember that? Uh, call me Al, the Al Gore song. It was great. And I like how we've told, we've told, we'll skip, get to this later, but we've totally skipped over Gen, Generation X, which I enjoy. They yeah, don't exist my, in my we were, mind. We're pretty lazy, our people. You so don't exist. My, my so people. anyway, uh, Fabrizio Copano, I'm happy to have him on the show. He's super famous. He's uh, had, he's the first, uh, for South South America's uh, first South American comedian to shoot an original comedy special for Netflix. Very exciting. He's part of a super group of comedians in Latin America called La Copa S de Colón, which I want to get into yes. as well. A super and um, traveling Wilburys, like the traveling Wilburys, like yes. the super friends mostly, <laughs> like the super friends for Brazil for Brazil. Uh, Welcome to the show, man. How you doing? I'm good, guys. How are you? But you're now in New York City. Excited you're, to be here. You're currently in New York City. Yes, yes. Exactly. I'm currently here because, uh, yeah, I'm not going to be in that communist country of Chile. <laughs> wow, Further well, left well. than communist. We've heard. <laughs> so, and also, can we say that you're, and we could cut this out if I'm not allowed to say it, but you're friends, you know the president? Yeah, I know him for a long time. Yeah, yeah, we can say it. I mean, it's kind of like everyone knows it in Chile because we, when he started running in this this time, he was um, he needed signatures in, in, the, in the Chilean system. You need a certain amount of signatures to start running. Mm-hmm. So it, we we did a lot of like uh, live streams and a lot of like you know trying to push people to sign for him. Um, so yeah, I mean, I've, I've been helping trying to help him uh, ah. since the beginning. So you're like, I think we had like Tina Fey do that for Hillary or something. Right. And it works really well. <laughs> <laughs> so you're more successful than Tina Fey in Chile. I mean, in this particular case scenario. Yeah. Yeah. You won. You won. You won. And you, have you ever done this for anyone before? Or was this your first candidate? No, no, I did, I did it before. I mean, it's, it's, it, I'm, I'm always with this coalition that is called the White Front, like the, the Frente Amplio. Um, so he's part of that and I, I'm, I'm always being part of that. And yeah, I mean, we know each other since 2011. Wow. Because, uh, there was, um, in, in Chile, he started being one of the, of the guys who push the free, free college agenda. Mm-hmm. And during that time, the, the, the students took over the streets and they did a lot of like, um, inside the, the, the colleges, they, they took the, the patios and they were like staying there for, for weeks, you know, like there was a lot of that. So I was performing, I did a free tour on every college with my friends. So we're doing stand up, and that's how we met. So it's kind of like stand up and this, this social movements. You so know, he's 35. Can I ask how old are you? I'm 33. 
33. So in 2011, what you, he was 25 or 24 and you were like, what, 22, 21? Yes. 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 It was around that time. And so, all right. How does a 25 year old in his case, how does he become a leader of a movement at 25 well, years old? This is what happened. Um, the, the, the college education, like right here, like exactly here, it's impossible to pay. The debts are mounting. We There's brought no that way. over to you guys. Yeah, there's no way to pay pay back with the with with your degree. So it, the system was falling apart. But the difference between you guys and us is we decided to do something, and we just took over the streets. <laughs> no, never, you know. And we, we just we tweet. We, we, yeah, yeah. We like Twitter. Yeah, that's we, our we, form we, of revolution. We did both. We tweeted, and then we took over the streets, and um, it worked. Like it really pushed the agenda. And he was uh, part of the Feuch, I think. I'm, I'm, maybe I'm getting this wrong, but it was uh, like some, like one college has this uh, uh, precedent of students and he was one of them. So that's one of the reason why he became one of the leaders. And the other leader was George Jackson. This was also going to be part of this, this government. And the other was Camila Vallejo, that that's the girl from the Communist Party. And they were like that new generation just started there. Wow. Um, and once again, they, they, they really pushed that agenda that right now it's not hundred percent, but there's, there's some level of free education now in colleges that didn't exist before. Oh yeah. So what happened? So previously it was like, uh, it was unbearable. Uh, yeah. You couldn't afford, no one could afford to go to university. Did they, did they all go to like top universities? No, what happened is like they, they came up with a system that, it, I mean, they privatize education in a level that every, every, everyone can get it, like can create their own college. They were yeah. like, I don't know, more than the system needed. So they push everyone. It's like, hey, you want a better future? You, I mean, you get to this college, you pay, you get in debt and you will get a degree and then you will pay back. And of course it was just a scam because most of these colleges were not even good. They were just like, you know, a way to make money for their owners and it, it fall apart. University, I, was, I was thinking Trump, Trump University. University we have here in the United States. I was thinking of Arizona State. No. It's that kind of thing, you know, it's, it's that kind of thing that you, you're like, no one is going to really have a better life coming out of there. Yes. Uh, but they, 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 the whole generation was scam. Uh, but once again, it's like something happened after that. And right now there's less colleges and the system is, is a, a change, a change mostly because of the president, the, the, the next president after uh, Piñera Bachelet, like she really helped to move this forward. Okay. So she listened to uh, Gabriel Boric and his team of people and you, and so, is that how it happened? He kind of got he, you. He got you. me. All you. Let's take credit. <laughs> this is mostly you. Mostly comedians get stuff done. Um, uh, but did he done. did he get influence in her cabinet? Is that how it happened? Yeah, they get some influence, but it wasn't hundred percent. It was more of like because uh, this is the thing is like the, there's the the old left. It's kind of like the how they call it here. Uh, the Democrats, like establishment Democrats, establishment um, Democrats, like Hillary Clinton and uh, Biden, I guess you would say as well. Joe Biden, yeah. Sleepy Joe. Yeah. Like Newsy the, Joe. Yeah. And <laughs> that whole gang. OK. So co corporate Democrats, I don't know how Corpor they call it. Yeah, like, sure. Like, like center good, yeah. left, but maybe. Yeah. 
It, it, yeah, that was like the coalition that ran the country for 20 years after the dictator. And uh, they did a good job, but at the same time, they allowed like capitalism just, you know, run wild and it, they privatize everything. And um, for a minute it was working, but then of course they have a pushback and things fell apart at the end. And these people are like good, you know, in a way, you know, like they, they, they try they, their best. They mean concepts. well. They mean well. Uh, but at the same time, uh, the, the, the constitution, and that's another side of the story, the constitution that was set by Pinochet is very strict and it have a lot of rules. So you can't change a lot of things. It was, this, it was by design. Uh, re, it's really hard to move anything. You need big quorums from, from anything to just change yeah, like your law. 70% approval or something like that in the Senate. Impossible things. Impossible yeah, things. Yeah. So. Uh, that's one of the reasons why it's also now we're changing the constitution and at the same time we're getting this new government. Yes. Uh, so, so now there's hope for a real change and a real new uh, distribution of power. And how, um, so we did, we've talked about that before in a previous episode. You we guys can go back and listen to it. Yeah. We talked all about when the constitution, I think it was two years ago, maybe they decided to rewrite the constitution a year. Yeah. Uh, 2019, two years, 20, yeah. 2019, almost two and a half years ago. Um, we're still waiting on the new constitution to be written, right? Well, the, what happened is like, then we had the election to approve or disapprove the creation of this new constitution. And then we had a second election to choose the 155, I think, guys and girls who will write this new thing. Yeah. And then they have a year to do it. So that's the reason why it took a minute. And then they, they moved the election for COVID. It was like a little bit of drama. And if there's anything there. like me and Kaplan, if you have a year to do something, you You're don't waiting. really start till like the We're last week. To the last week to start writing. <laughs> Haven't even I started. Mean, They've written the title. Constitution. <laughs> you say hi. I say hello. Yeah, we'll they get have to the, the rest cover. later. Yeah. <laughs> cover page. Yeah. They're Good working on it. Choose the font they're going to use. So I mean, how the, did you get, so you, you met, were you at the same college as some of these people when you're doing, you're doing stand up comedy at age 21 in Chile and you're, how do you connect with them? Well, I was, I was, uh, I was a student, but at the same time I was in a different, uh, in a different college, but I was not good. I was just putting all my energy into comedy and I, w- I had a TV show at the time. So Whoa. I was, I was feeling at the same time, uh, I mean, I was doing really well, but at the same time I felt a little bit guilty because it was like this social movement is coming forward and I'm not doing anything. Yeah. So that's the reason why I decided to just tour for free and like help as much as I could. And I used my platform and all that bullshit to talk about free education, how to change the system and like, you know, push those ideas. Um, Do you ever tour for free, Turner? No, I would never. Uh, that is good, though. That's a real because, like, you know, if I was, I would say, yeah, 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 I support the communists. Now pay me two million, and I'll go on your tour. Well, <laughs> so they, what you did is you put your money where your mouth is. That's a, that's a real move. You're like, I'll, this I'll is, t- this is, I, I want everything say, free. Or 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 communists, they don't have money. There's this is not the Chinese Communist Party. <laughs> <laughs> Not your run-of-the-mill billionaire communists over down there. These guys are not th- those communists. And, and well, I have to, like, do a little bit of um, explaining <laughs> there. Because, of course, I mean, I understand that communism is a scary word, you know, mm. like, for a lot of people, you know, I have many of my best friends are from Venezuela, and they were like, what's going on in Chile? Sure. And you have to, like, hey, guys, listen, this is how it worked right there. First, the Communist Party in Chile has always been 
a democratic party. They never were involved in any coup. They don't support. They have, yeah, they have bad quotes. You know, they have say sh- some shit that you know, I don't like. I don't <laughs> don't go through their old tweets. <laughs> but yeah, don't go through the old tweets. But like they've been democratic in, in the way they have run inside of Chile, you know? Mm-hmm. And second, like there's two two versions of this coming party. Like first is like the, the difference between other countries is like they were the ones who were persecuted by the dictatorship. So right. uh, they were like at the other side, you know, like they were not the, the, the evil. They were like the, the guys who were like executed by the government yes. and disappear and torture. So they have a different story in that sense. And third, this is this two generations of this communist party. This is this old generation that is really boring and like they still you're know, looking for like the marxism leninism uh no fun Jewish, no, Jewism, no fun. you know yeah. trotsky and yeah but yeah and then there's a new generation they understand how the system works now and how they can prove things uh, using tools from that but it's not like this hardcore fans of uh communism and, and i think that's the part that is more related to gabriel boric um, actually, this is the thing. It's like this, at the start of this 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 uh, campaign, uh, we have primaries, and these primaries was Gabriel Boric against the Communist Party candidate called uh, Hadwe, and that guy lost, and he was beaten by by Boric. So now they're part of the same coalition, but Boric is running, and the Communist Party is one of many uh, ah. parties. In the coalition. In the left. So how does Boris define himself? Does he call himself a communist or what does he call himself? No, no, no. He doesn't call himself a communist. He's yeah. part of a, 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 because he's not part of the communist party. He is part of co- a coalition that included, but it's, he's, uh, I think he, he, he's a social Democrat. Uh, and that's a good definition. Um, of course, he's not at the left of the communist party. I think he, that quote is specifically um, to one thing, oh, okay. like they, they were voting something in Congress. And it was like, in this particular case, we are at the left of the, how the communist party is voting. Um, but he, no, he's more center. I mean, he, once again, it's hard to explain because you have like the stream left, then you have center left. And I think he's right in the middle. He's well, got how, um, in between the extreme and the, yeah. Well, I, I want to move on, but I don't want to get away from this. So, how do what was your how did you get a TV show at age twenty one? <laughs> well, More actually, I got Turner. a TV show I, at seventeen, but first of oh, cable. Amazing. Um, was this because of YouTube? Were you a working. YouTube star, or what happened? No, I started writing for, uh, with my brother for a newspaper, and uh, someone was liking what we were writing and gave us a chance to start doing something on a cable network. And we started like with a little segment and started growing and then became a show for two years. And then after that, I jumped to like this uh, kind of, kind of SNL version, uh, Chilean version of SNL with a huge cast. And we were doing sketches and stand up was not live, but it was sketches. And was stand-up. this, wow. was, was SNL involved in that? No. No, oh, okay. Because I just asked because I know that they did. They they tried like maybe ten years ago. They came to yeah, China they, and tried to set up yeah. like SNL China. They did it in countries really? around the world. They, they all. I don't everywhere. think. 
I don't Did know if cold open with the president. <laughs> no, really like Lauren Michael came out and like recruited comedians. It didn't, no one even knew who he was. They didn't care. They were like, what? It didn't <laughs> I work. I remember that. Yeah. They did in Mexico. I have friends who, who shoot it like for the Mexican version. It will never oh. work. I don't think it's, it's culturally. Yeah. I mean, it's not even culturally relevant here. No. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> in the 70s. That's a great point. <laughs> and then they have a fun after party, but that doesn't, yeah, translate. So. <laughs> not being broadcasted. Kaplan, have you, what have you done? Gone to more SNL after parties or watched episodes? I've definitely gone to more SNL after parties. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, that's the one thing I, one of the list things you miss about when you were younger, I, I used to go, they were fun, but the show I don't miss. Yeah. I never, I never missed the show. So how, um, uh, the, the president, um, won with 56% of the vote, uh, Boric, we say Boric, is that the correct pronunciation? Yeah. yeah. yeah I think it, I think it's Boric. Yeah. Boric won with 56%. And then he's pretty far, you would say further left, right? Because there's a center left. So he's further left. And then we reread the far right candidate had 44%. So if you add that up, that's 100%. That's 100%. <laughs> oh, I guess because they were the only two. But <laughs> yeah, because that was the runoff. There was yeah, a it was a runoff. Okay, but why is the far right and the far left, why did they become so popular? Like what happened to the middle? Why is the middle. In not only Chile, in Chile and the region, not pop, really like broader. Yeah, it's well, like dying. Well, I think it's because it's like the 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 flavor that we already tried. I think it's the same here in a way. You know, it's like people voted for Trump also because it's like we're ready to try the center left, then we try the, the right, then they try the left, then yeah. they try the right, and then it's like okay, it's nothing's happening to my paycheck and my life. Let's go wild and let's choose the outsider who wants to destroy everything. Yeah. And we don't care if we're inside of the building that he's turning on fire. The whole concept of turning the thing on fire is enough. And yes. I think there's something, of, some, some of that feeling, of course, in like the, the extremists that happened there. Uh, and yeah, we have this coalition that ran for 20 years, that it was like the center left. And then we have Piñera, that this is like the businessman president. Uh, this is not a Trump. It's more of like a, I don't know, like a Bloomberg kind of character. He was yeah. the president uh, last time we did an episode on, on Impact. Yeah, yeah. And he, but he, from the from the right, he's a, a conservative guy. And he he was a mess. He didn't do a great job. So once again, people were like disappointed of both coalitions. And they didn't have strong candidates in the, also. Like, I, I think they, they didn't even try that, that hard. Um, actually, number one uh, was cast the extreme right and it's in the first in the first and he's uh, we should say by the way that he's like a, when you say extreme right i mean he's got bona fides right his son and he's the son of a nazi is yeah it? yeah, <laughs> yeah like, parents are nazis. a german nazi not a yeah yeah. Not, yeah not like a new age like a, like barstool sports <laughs> nazi he's like not a, a barstool sport he's old fat old classic <laughs> yeah uh, classic he's, he's not an roots. omnicron nazi he is this goose stepping nazi <laughs> yeah, he's yeah. a classic. Um, so yeah, yeah, of course he, he. Well, he was running as a kind of like a Bolsonaro, uh, Trumpy guy, but mm. he was not fun. And I think that was his biggest mistake. And Trump's fun. Not, Trump's pretty fun. Yeah, Trump is fun. One thing about yeah, him. you can hate the guy, but he was fun and he was good on TV. And this yeah. guy was not, you know, he was like oh, using the cool. same tools, but it looked fake. And, mm. you know, he was trying to do the he same. He was like Mexican was SNL. Not. He just couldn't tell Exactly. <laughs> Actually, he was cast by Lord Michael. He was cast <laughs> by Lord Michael. <laughs> That's why we can't do it. <laughs> 
um, the same way as Trump was the first cast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Trump was on SNL hosted. Yeah, he was. They had him hosted right? multiple times. Um, oh so in 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 a, in a way, the the I think the extreme right fail because in Chile they didn't try to double down on their view. Uh, but that's my opinion. And, and, and I think once again, it's like we, the center, like the, could be appealing, you know, of course, because it brings some, some stability. Uh, it's not appealing anymore because it's not, we, I think people are just tired of waiting and they see the system is already, uh, you know, not moving anywhere. Like here, you know, you vote for Biden because you don't want the Trump to be, but then you, you see the Congress and everything is moving like slow-mo and, well, you feel like nothing's real is going to change. And- yeah, it feels like here people had a taste of Trump and was like, whoa, 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 whoa. That's kind of like too crazy. Let's uh, and even the people who didn't vote, like obviously the people on the other side were like, well, let's just get something stable. Like that's I feel like that's why Biden. And, yeah. Yeah. And uh, what uh, and Trump really was wasn't about yeah. the hard right. He was more about like he was his personality really more than it wasn't a philosophical thing that drew with Trump. Yeah, I don't think like no, a lot of people. Was, I agree with Fabrizio. It was like blow it up, explode this whole place. Right, but in like in a yeah, but not like in, like you, we were talking about in Chile. A lot of the people were like pro Pinochet, right? Who were voting for this, you know, like bringing back the dictatorship type philosophy, right? Yeah, like I mean, I, I think Trump uh, also like uh, yeah, they like the these figures, but he he's not uh, he's he coward. He's not you know he didn't even even do his own coup. So yeah, <laughs> right. He don't even try that hard. Um, he tweeted, which is what a good American does. He tweeted American from yeah. from the safety of his mansion. He tweeted about the coup. Um, so yeah, I think so. So that. what are the policies of Boric? What what are his like? What's he actually want to do? Well, I think that the the main problem right now is pensions. The pension system is is falling apart. It's been part of the problem for many years, and. Um, we have a privatized uh, pension system yeah, that, uh, we that. It, we, we, it works just like you give money to these big companies. These companies in, invest and if they do well, they send you more money. If they do bad, they send you less money and you pay for how much you they lost. Uh, you know, it's like they, they use your money without you even know where, they, where is the money is going. And then, then you always like, they don't make that good and they all have an excuse. So every year the pensions are going down. Um, and at the same time, you see these reports of the owners of this, these companies are making huge, huge amounts of money. Uh, so it, we need something right now that change the direction of that. Uh, like, I think one of the first policies he's going to try to push is like this. So the, like a, a more um, s- social uh, funded system. Like uh, our social, like a social, because when you say pension, you mean like what we have for social security, I believe like, a, exactly. like money that comes yeah, out. So like every pay. month you have money going away to this thing. And then you say in Chile, they just have like private investors who well, are wheeling and dealing with that. Instead of, cause exactly. ours is tied to inflation more. Theirs is like invested in stocks, right? And stuff. Yeah. But if they go down, you're just out of money. Exactly. You can, That's you crazy. Can I didn't know because, that. Yeah. They go to the casino and they play with your money and they, we I mean, they can we do tra- well for a year and you see the numbers and you're like, Hey, great. And then next year they go down and you are the one who's paying if they don't invest well. 
or if the numbers just go down you because pick who, whatever. Who, you, you don't do you have a choice of who yeah, is, gonna, is doing the investing or is it like no you guy? can choose like between five companies but oh. <laughs> it, it's just like five companies it's like they and you they, you're not now um like you can't decide who's on the board you don't vote for who's on the board of those companies or anything you don't vote for that. anything they're completely privatized they don't, you don't know do you have ownership we set money? that up for we you, tried to do it ourselves bush hey. wanted to do it turner do you remember no, yeah. you want to do this in the early 2000s, but it didn't get through Congress. Yeah, or yeah, 2004. Yeah. So. yeah, they tried to do this. I mean, once again, it's like this is what happened when you push capitalism to an extreme where yeah, every <laughs> single thing on life is, you know, the the invisible hand of the, the market is controlling every single thing. You 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 don't have a country anymore. You just have like a bunch of companies that have more power than government, and they do whatever you want. Wow, maybe I'm a communist. <laughs> just finding out now <laughs> you're very uninformed i think i think i mean i think the problem with like the left and this is all true worst marketing ever like sure. stop calling yourself communist you just find another name yeah you know? yeah an scary name you know like a friendly friendlier's I know, yeah, they need a new sounds... name just to say, hey, we don't want the, the your money being taken over by these like five businesses. And less gulags, I would say too. That was bad for marketing. That was a bad <laughs> idea. That was a bad idea. Yeah. Oh, so I is the com is like I understand he's not a communist, but he has a communist in his coalition. Are yes. there now hawks from R- Russia, China, where I mean it wouldn't be Cuba, but people will still have money and influence coming to support him? Um I don't know. Maybe, maybe China will try to do more in Chile. Uh, but at the same time, it looks like the U.S. abandoned Latin America, and China is just like going every country. We're like, hey, you want a highway? Hey, you want a hmm. power grid? Hey, you want? Hmm. Uh, we build it for you. Yeah, yeah. You know, so they so- did that in uh, Africa. They did Uruguay, in Africa first. Uruguay, yeah, Africa, Uruguay, a few others. Yeah. So I don't think it's it's about Boric being in government. Maybe they're gonna see like a, an an opening there, uh, you know, to a friendly government. But I think every country in Latin America is like, of course, you know, no one is like giving us anything. Just yeah. If you if, if we want to build a highway and just you know make it cheaper for us and whatever, we'll we'll go down with that. I don't know. I I mean, once again, I don't know if. I don't think there's like a, a a connection right now between like the the Chinese party with Chile particularly. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm sure the, the every country they're like open to you know expansion like that. Uh, but once again, we have a great relationship with the U.S. We have this visa waiver program. Actually, it was a little thing that happened before the election, where the the current government uh, decided to. Uh, that they, a Chinese company make the new passports because it was cheaper, and the U.S. was like, eh, 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 eh. they make the passport, you, ruin, you, you lose the, the visa waiver. That is this program where you can just go in the U.S. for 30 days without ask, have to actually ask for a visa. Every Chilean oh, wow. citizen can do that. That's great. And it's one of the few countries, and I think the only country in Latin America who can do that. So uh, once again, that tension is there already. I don't, I don't know if like Boric particularly is gonna is gonna make anything different. Yeah, what is already there? But China's working their way into Latin America in general. Yeah, I think that's happening already. For the and last with us pulling out, years. is that you said America's pulling out of Latin America? Is that recent, or is is that because this whole because we do have from an American um, local perspective, p- people might see that as good. They're like, oh, we're not spending our taxes in all these other countries. We're bringing it home. But the flip side of that is, well, you're now ceding that influence 
to places like China or whoever might want it. Mostly China. Well, I, th- yeah. I think this is like a, a an internal debate that have the U.S. about like yeah. interventionism. It is like the, the, we went to Iraq and it was a mess. We pull out and it was a mess. And exactly, you know. Yeah. So what, no we right to, what we're supposed to do now? <laughs> we should put yeah. like try to spend our. I mean, ultimately, like people hate like from the left and the right, they hate uh, like spending time and money in other countries. They think it's a waste of money, and they are so also like. Right now, the U.S. is very much in trouble. So it's like looking at itself instead of maybe in the 90s, we'll feel the thing we're feeling a little bit more relaxed. And it's like, oh, let's spend our time. What's going on in in Argentina? You know, um, yes. so probably it's not it's not a, a thing anymore for the U.S. that relevant. But I think in the long run, um, yeah, it's going to lose space uh and i don't know if there's a way to to come back from that it, no there's not i mean i think we kind of decided that's okay they've just kind of been like ah it's fine let's we got other issues we overreact each direction overcorrect so speaking yeah. of other issues cap we gotta take a break right now oh uh, yeah let's we are part of the world's smartest podcast network that is dr andrea jones roy with the um uh you know the name what's the name of her podcast uh, Come on! <laughs> Expert in every, majoring in everything. Majoring in everything. That's yeah. it. I subscribe to it. I couldn't because I always think of Askel Political Science. It's yeah. old show. The majoring in everything podcast. You get cousin. that on iTunes. Also, check out. Uh, oh, our other show is, of course, the flagship show. Professor Andrew Heaton. Happy oh. birthday, Andrew Heaton. Happy birthday, the political. He's still not forty. It's amazing. The man. He is, you know, like in the eighties when, um, like Donald Sutherland would be like the teacher in a movie <laughs> yeah. and you think he was like, in your mind, he was 60, but you look back, he was like 32 at the time. <laughs> yeah, That's Heaton. Yeah. He's like 38. Is what you're telling me? Right? Political orphanage podcast. I wasn't going to give away his age, but sure. <laughs> 38 years young. Political yeah. Orphanage Podcast. Check us all out at uh, worldsmartestpodcastnetwork.com. Also, we're planning more live dates soon. So we're going to go to LA this year. I think DC and another New York one. And maybe tell us if you want us to come to your city. Now, Kaplan. Yeah, and we're planning. Um, it's like the new, it's like the Chilean constitution. I'm going to write my stand-up back to once we, we have to plan the dates first, but coming soon. Oh, okay. Oh, you're not going to write your act until like what a day before. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I see. That's it. Cap. Now a word from our local sponsor. All right, we're back. Uh, Fantastic. Love those local sponsors. Fabrizio. So um, let's get into you. So what's this, this, uh, this, what is it? A super group you have with these other comedians. I want to learn about that. So, well, well, we have this communist super group. Uh, (laughs) axis of evil it's called the axis of evil that's already Uh, a thing do you know the axis of evil comedy tour yeah Yeah, i met a med and some other guys no 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 this is a well it was a project called uh columbus fault it's like columbus you know he was the one who created this mess yes Um, it's a great name so yeah it it, it was a, a venezuelan comedian argentinian comedian a Mexican comic, uh, me and a friend from Colombia. And mm-hmm. we were touring all these countries for the first time. It was like something like that. So we were touring all these countries and then Comedy Central, uh, Latin America gave us a show, uh, with the same name. And we did a couple of seasons of that. 
uh, and uh, yeah, we're still we're still sometimes touring together. We are doing. I think we're gonna do a show in Miami next. Well, this year. Uh, Amazing. And, yeah, I, I, well, it's been great. I mean, it's it's a it's a great experience also to figure out jokes in other countries. It's always fun and well. Weird. That's what I was gonna ask. So just because you speak the same language doesn't mean you have the same like. There's the cultural. Why well, and also language is different slightly from like country to country, right? It is. It is. It is different. I and we we Chileans we have a lot of slang. Uh, Argentinians also have their own. Uh, way of talking so what i do is i just go country by country just changing my jokes or taking notes and talking with friends or doing little sets before the big set and you know crafting a little bit things here and there uh to to have like a local flavor without stop being you because it's like that's the point you go to see you because you're from another country stick to that but at the same time don't don't say words that no one knows and of course keep everyone yeah, distracted. And then, 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 then like act like like they're the idiots for not understanding your words or whatever yeah uh, yeah okay. i think it's right though like whatever i tour i always try to write something at the beginning to like about wherever i am i feel like it's respectful just basic level of like talking about the place you are to relate to the people and also like people love the idea that this is unique you know even if it, we, we all know that it's not but it's like no, it is. That sounds very cool. I don't know anyone else doing. I mean, there's people that do like group comedy tours, but everyone from a different country is a very cool idea. Yeah, I know it works really well. And uh, we, we are friends, so it's also easier. And these guys are great. Like, I think the Colombian guy have a Netflix special, uh, Ricardo Quevedo. The Argentinian guy, Fernando Sanchiao, also have one. Um, and I think, yeah, no, that's, that's it. The other ones are it. How did you guys get put videos. together? Well, to do this. It, it, it all started because of uh, <laughs> communism. Actually, it's because my, in Venezuela, my friend from Venezuela uh, had to escape from Venezuela. Ah. And <laughs> he was like, I, I need, I need a, to tour and figure out all the countries because it can't work in my own. Uh, so this is a good way to start, you know, knowing other oh, like Literally, and, he can't literally do comedy in his, own, in his yeah. own country. I see. Yeah. So he was like, oh, let's create a group. And he started calling here and there. And he'd be like, he, his wife also, she's a, she's a producer. So she's the one who put the whole dates and hotels and everything together. Uh, and yeah, so we're really thankful to Maduro for the only <laughs> ruining, thing. Ruining his country. There's nothing that breeds good comedy. Like Did you put really him in like the special thanks at the end of the special? <laughs> Dedicated. Yeah. Dedicated to Maduro. Yeah. And what countries did you go to? Well, have you gone to all the all the countries? You know, Colombia, Chile, Argentina, uh, Mexico, of course, uh, Colombia, and then we we went to Australia. We like the Hispanic Comedy Fest, uh, uh, so we went all over Australia doing shows. We came to do Miami, um, and uh, we have some dates in Spain. Uh, so yeah, we 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 tour every everywhere where you can find people speaking Spanish. That's wild. And um, what's the, like, um, where's, where is it most popular? Like, where do you have one country where, like, stand-ups in, in Central South America where stand-ups way bigger than all the other countries? Well, it, yeah, it's, it's still really, really new. I mean, it's, I think, yeah. 10 years, 15 years max. Uh, 
I think Argentina is the one who have more developed um, comedians, mostly because they have a real um, theater scene. You know, they're before before stand up, it was already theaters all over the country. Uh, there was already bars with uh, you know stages because they would love to like read poetry. You know, things that no one no one else. That's did. like how the British evolved with stand up. It came out of the theater where ours came out of like, I have no idea what, I guess vaudeville and like, like yeah. hitting people over the head with a hammer and stuff. I, th I think, I think in Chile and other countries, it's also like really like come from watching on TV. So it's really like famous centric that I, I think is not a good thing. I, I mean, I love the idea to just go to a club and see four random or five random comics and just trust the taste of the club. Yep. Uh, I, I think in Mexico and Chile and other countries is, Mostly like, oh, I, that's from TV. I will go to see it. Uh, so it's kind of like our job, like the people who has been on TV, to like bring other people on stage to sh to show all the talents and start growing other talents. So audiences um, aren't going out just for a night of comedy. They're going because like you're in town. They they know exactly. you from TV. They want to see you. Okay. Yeah. So so that's a different system that I think Argentina. That's the way it's more developed because people in Argentina just it's a, it's a Friday. You go to the theater. You yep. know, it's like a thing you do. Yeah. Uh, like you go to the movies. It's not like you go to see a specific movie. You go to the movies and then you find what you want to watch. Uh, and I think that's a, a different cultural mindset that they have. And then why did you come to New York? If uh, you have well, like a, obviously like a killer career there. I moved to Mexico first um, and it was great. But at the same time, it's very challenging. Mexico is huge. It's a, uh, it's very specific. They're very, have their own. I think it's really hard for an outsider to make it in Mexico. Uh, but still had a great, a great time there. Uh, and then I, I got married and my wife, she's from Texas and she, oh, nice. she works, she works in the industry. She wanted to go to LA because she already had, Job, a lot of jobs there, offers and stuff. So we moved to LA and we were there for four years. Uh, and that's where I started doing stand-up in English and started like develop my English set and start speaking English regularly. Um, and and then then I, I was like, you know what? I, every time we go to New York, I have so many spots. I yeah. feel that my stand-ups that grow up so much, much faster and I love it. Uh, so we decided to move to New York. Amazing. But you're still going back often to do stand-up in Central South America? Yes, I try. Well, COVID has been a mess. You know, yeah. now you have a lot of restrictions and you don't know where it's going to be open and blah, blah, blah. I was just in Chile uh, for a couple of weeks and it was great. It was, it was really fun uh, to go back. And it was weird because it's like they're pre-Omicron. They're like a pre-Omicron state. <laughs> You've seen this movie. Like, yeah, you know what's going to happen there. Yeah, I was walking like you guys. Everything's normal know. there, right? Everything's where we were a few months ago. <laughs> it's like July in New York. Well, Turner and I were at a, the Friars Club with like 300 people like a month before. Like two, oh, three, on December 7th, we were at a 300-person party at the Friars Club. <laughs> and a lot of these people were senior citizens. No one's in a mask, obviously. Like no one in a mask, party. but I don't think anyone them. got COVID. I don't know. I went to the club. I was like, did we have an outbreak? They're like, no. And then a week later, everyone in New York City was getting it. Yeah. I, I, it's exactly that line. You know, like they're exactly that point of right time. Right before it. Yeah. You're going to uh, be the one. You're going to bring it to them. <laughs> I told them, I told them, and no one cares. I was screaming at the, at the, at the public square 
like, guys, it's coming. It's coming. They, they didn't believe me. Uh, so I think it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's uh, hopefully if COVID, COVID ever ends, I will be able to go as I used to. That it was like three times a year or two times a year to make money from a poor country and spend it in the richest country. <laughs> I mean, now you're you're friends like with a the president. Communist, yeah. Like Robin Hood. You're friends with the president, though. Now, so you got to get down there and. Uh, yeah. What what kind of perks do you get? Because this I mean, is going to play the, very uh, new for you. I'm just going to be like, hey, give me this park the parking ticket. Just uh, yes. Why? Can yeah. you just can do you get like, to use I'm, like the presidential helicopter and stuff to get across town? Skip traffic. Yeah. Crony communism. Like, we call that. No. Crony communism. <laughs> <laughs> it's like I'm, I'm I'm here the UN. Why you call? Why you have my number? Uh, <laughs> uh, so I, know, I, his, I think I have, uh, I, yeah, think I have less perks. I think I think with him being the president, you know, it's like you don't want to get in trouble because they're gonna connect you or well, your, your people around first, you first year or two. especially the way he came in, you know, because he came in as like I'm gonna clean up the mess. He came in as a shaggy haired reformer, they called him, you know, like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So then you can't, you know, the way Trump came in is like, hey, I'm a scumbag. <laughs> and yeah, everyone was yeah. like, we love scumbags. And he's like, cool. So then he had a free license to do whatever he wanted. But yeah, I'm gonna no, I, take think, all- I think you can't you can do anything illegal and, and call him because it's like you, you, he don't want that trouble. And I, I don't want to like be a trouble for anyone anyway. So it's like, sure. I, I well, Maybe I you get to play speak. some big events. Do they have like a... Yeah, wear a tuxedo, cool. roast him, something right, like that. Cool. Like, yeah. If he wants to do a... If we want to roast him at the Friars Club, let me know. I can set it up. <laughs> Should we do a world's smartest roast and go down there? We'll all go. That, would be cool. roast. that would be great, actually. For the yeah. <laughs> so, um, what like what are his actual chances of reform now? Because we looked into it, he is the president, but also his coalition only has thirty-seven out of one hundred and fifty-five seats. Wait, he doesn't have the Senate. There were the, the yeah. And the well, Senate the Senate split fifty-fifty, and the right. House or whatever it is is he has thirty-seven out of one fifty-five. So. What what are the like I, I the specifics I read? He wants to raise taxes by eight percent. Um, he wants to abolish the private pension, as you talked about. Wants to shorten the working hour, the week from forty hours, which is I know Kaplan, you got to be in favor of that. Less I mean, work. Less, no, now that I've been retired for two years, forty hours sounds like two minutes. Two. That's, well, that's what I mean. He wants to shorten the work week. Oh, to what? Eight less eight than. Hours. <laughs> but no, he wants to shorten the work week to forty hours. What's the uh, work week now? Unless I'm reading uh, that wrong. I, I don't know, but yeah, I know that he doesn't the, know. Yeah, the 40 hours, <laughs> yeah, yeah, we don't have a real job. <laughs> yeah. uh, and he wants to create universal health care yeah. and increase yeah. minimum wage and forgive uh, st- student forgiveness student debt. debt. So these are all like basic, uh, yeah, like basic the, AOC stuff. Basic AOC stuff. How, what's, the, what's the chance he gets that stuff done? How hard is that going to be? Well, I think it's going to be hard. I think there's not a lot of changes of all of this happening in four years. You know, four years is the the time you, you he's going to be in office. Okay. Uh, I think there's more chances of change of real change through the new constitution. Uh, that also, of course, have a time to be in place, and it's going to take a couple of years to really be in full form. Um, so, I, yeah, I think the, 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 it's going to be a lot of, and I think it's happening everywhere in the world, you know, that you, you, you first have a change of like the, like the style of doing politics, right. you know, the style of your government. And that's the first sign for people to like, okay, we can trust again. We can, you know, uh, feel that we're part of something and, you know, we're not relegated to 
just as spectators of these business bands doing big deals in the top. Uh, but for that, from that, I think the pension is is probably the only thing that is going to be like hundred percent done or eighty percent done. Uh, I think the other ones can move forward, but I, yeah, yeah, with this Senate right now, it's it's going to be tough. Um, um, but once again, it's like maybe even the Constitution we don't have two chambers. We have now now we have two chambers, and there's a chance that the new Constitution we remove to one chamber. Oh yeah, anything's yeah. possible. Like you don't even have a constitution to make it easier to. Yeah, when is that going to get? Uh, when did you say it was going to get done? And like, you have another year? Or you have no, no, year? no. It's supposed to. It's supposed to be vote. I think in June. June. Like okay. people have to vote again. Like if they want it or not. Uh, and oh, they have to vote again to even say if they want to change. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I mean, they want to finish. This is a proposal. This is ah, what it's called. A yeah, proposal yeah. of new constitution. So. This is how like the conventional system works. Like you vote, you approve or disapprove, then how you want it to be written, then you vote the people who write this, they have a year, then they go with the proposed to the country. This is what we think is the new constitution, and people vote yes or not on that. Got it. I, um, I have one big question because we have we have a we have a wealthy audience. A lot of people in our audience like to buy Teslas. We got a big, <laughs> you know, we got lithium, the guys. lithium. Yeah. And so you guys uh, my understanding is you have 20% of the world's lithium is in Chile. Yeah. So you're not, is he going to do anything to nationalize, do anything with that? Because that's what, pe that's the one thing that spooked the markets a little bit, at my understanding, is that that could affect <laughs> the markets. And we have a lot of people listening, I mean, a lot of investors. This is what I, this we is what I love, this this is what I love about the U.S. is like one of the things that I really love is like how, well, I mean, all my friends that I love are, are reading Bloomberg, are reading The Economist. And I'm getting their news from, I don't know, a Reddit post about- You, you just explained us you directly. You explained how we yeah. researched this podcast. <laughs> and of course- You missed the BBC a, News though. Yeah. You missed that. And, and I get it because it's like the main sources and they're, you know, they're very valid. But like they, they of course, they're for rich people. They're, they are, they're, they're, yeah. the way they explain things are for the wealthiest of the wealthiest. Right. And a lot, of, a lot of the things they, they put out there doesn't impact any, any, anyone more than- a slight fraction of audience right. so it, of course explain in a, that specific point of view but once again i think if, if you if you think like okay to nationalize lithium uh and i don't think they're going to make it they, i think they're going to try to do and this is what i read they, they're going to try to do a system where government funded and private funded they own the, the lithium uh because this is a problem we, we used to like we the only thing we own in chile is copper Copper. 30% uh, of the world's copper. And once again, it's like, <laughs> anyone have a short research? Of copper? I read Bloomberg. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, I mean, it, it, Chile has is doing really well because of copper, and copper is nationalized. It's, it's, it's government. Oh, it is nationalized already. Oh. Yeah. So, I, I mean, why it's like, no, the lithium, if the national the lithium is we're going to be in trouble, it's like, what are we going to do with the copper? And Copper is, we're not. Well, sure. I, I think Copper. we're talking about, not you, we're talking about us. We want to buy our Teslas and our other, and we don't want them to be too expensive. So, yeah, Kaplan doesn't care how you're doing. He wants to know how his <laughs> rich know. friends I'm, are once, doing. Once again, yeah. it's like My your dad rich wants friends are going to be fine if it's uh, nationalized too. They're still going to make a good deal. Yeah, trust the communist, you know? Kaplan. All right, I just put in a good word with your guy to just don't don't make the two put in a good word. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> talk to talk to the lithium people. They'll yeah. be fine. They'll be they'll what figure other, it out. Do we use lithium for any other thing, or is it literally just Teslas? I think batteries. <laughs> batteries in general. Well, lithium, batteries no? in general, but those are all batteries. Oh. Yeah, you use a lot of batteries. Your clicker. You don't want your clicker to be more expensive. <laughs> 
<laughs> change, every time you change a channel, it's like $2. <laughs> yeah, it's nationalized now. Those oh, those city up. bikes? Those bikes that drive around the city, those use batteries, right? Oh, the one, yes. the boot? Yeah, I don't like the that. One, That's yeah, going to be like no? $1,000 a bike. Oh, man. <laughs> It's already right. kind of expensive, no? Like it should be. <laughs> it's a, it's three, a bike. No, it's actually cheap now. It's now three, I rode one across. Wait, do you to, ride to the spot. boost one? You ride the one that's boosted. I used it yesterday because I had to get a. I had to get to a spot in New York Comedy Club at one in the morning, and I was leaving at midnight, and I was driving through some sketchy neighborhoods. Weren't you so, freezing? Not to get too. It's like very cold. But my decision was if I drive, if I drove, if I rode fast enough, I couldn't get mugged. <laughs> so I rode. I just zipped through all these bad neighborhoods, and and and. Um, it's worth did, it for the price increase on batteries to not get mugged. I guess so. Yeah. It was three bucks. It was only three bucks. So yeah, well, wait till he get his. The nationalists get through with you. <laughs> so can he run can is it what's the term is there a term limit in chile yeah four years we do one four-year four term yeah uh, you can be reelected, but not right away it's a shitty system Whoa. i don't think it's a great idea i don't think that's uh, good i think the new constitution no. could change that though so yeah right. actually yeah that's probably going to be changed i would go i've always said two five-year terms china had that before um mm. now they just have a guy who's there for life but before he got rid of, before he changed the constitution, uh, and he's a great man, um, I should say on the record, but um, yeah, he, he uh, before he changed the constitution and all his wisdom changed the constitution, they had two five-year terms. And I thought 10 years was actually a good runway to really get stuff done if everyone likes you, you know? I mean, eight years is also not bad here. I think eight years, but the problem is like the, the, the election in the middle really like, that's what like I think. It should just be one term. One, like, you never get momentum term. going. Or one six year, like our like our buddy in the Philippines says. Yeah. Or, yeah, yeah, that's or, a great, great or, for that democracy, Bastion. <laughs> oh, the, oh, Mexico. Mexico have six years. Oh. There you go. Did he run to, to the... Um, uh, is this, do the, the, the far left in, in Chile run... Or like the communists, do they run on almost this idea that like, see, look how messed up the United States is and they're not doing what we're doing or is that, that has nothing to do with it. No, no, I, I don't think they were yeah. like, no, no, no. I mean, the, the, the other guy was trying to more push like the right extremist was like more into like, I'm connected with the U S actually mm. he did something really weird during the runoff. The first week of the runoff, the runoff is a month. So imagine like you, you, you go through the first round of elections, you're one-on-one -on -one now, you know, you have a month to get the, you know, like to win. Um, yeah. And he was winning, like, right? The right guy was winning round. in the first he won, round. He won the first round. So he decided to, to come to the U.S. He went to Washington and he met with like Marco Rubio. <laughs> that little Marco, that was his big move. Hey, and it was Marco like, endorsement. I mean, no one knows who's Marco Rubio in Chile. He's Cuban. Uh, He's not Chilean. I'm a right? senator no from cares. Miami. Yeah, no, no one cares, one cares about, about Marco Rubio at all. And he just did this weird move. I think he was trying to say, uh, like, I, I, listen, like, I, I have influence. this connection. You want to, you, you, you guys love Miami? Like, listen, I'm here talking with Mr. Miami. I'll get you um, out of speeding tickets in Miami if you ever. <laughs> so I think that was maybe the plan, but that's the only time that you can see like a, a clear connection. And there was no conversation about the United States, a little bit about Trump, because this guy was Trumpy in a way. Yeah. Um, but even himself was like, I, I'm not like Trump. You know, he was like, I, 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 I'm, I'm, I, he took a little bit of the cultural tropes of Trump, but not like he didn't yeah. went full Trump. 
That yeah. Seems like- so what happened between why did he win the runoff but lose by a lot in the final? One of them was they brought up the Nazi thing, right? No, they- no, no, that was before. That was, oh, that was, that was before. actually helping him, I think. Yeah, he got a two points boost after the Nazi. <laughs> yeah, uh, planted this. Was it because no, no, Boris, no. Boris did a better job of like actually campaigning in that month cap? Is that what happened? You're telling me because he went around to the working class people around the country and I think he changed. Over? I mean, once again, it's like um, from from outside, people probably think that Boric is like the yeah, like a uh, guy throwing Molotovs in the street that then was finally yeah. uh, the president. That's but how they said in Bloomberg. That's exactly. how we thought it. Even the time yeah, made it seem that way. Also, like they showed the picture of he with his has shave and like yeah, you know, shaggy hair. They kept calling him. It made him sound like um, a real hippie. <laughs> and uh, they they he he's he was from a family of the south of Magallanes, is the south of Chile. That's like the last part of the country. Um, he's from a yeah, not a wealthy family, but like yeah, I mean, they have money, and he goes through to a good good college. Uh, he traveled around the world. He's he's an educated uh, person and connected with the with the system a, a bit. And then um, his his message was too. And this is a problem that also you can see in AOC is like I'm gonna put it in a, in a in a way that doesn't sound perfect, but it's like the most. This is the concept that I can think of. It's like too hipster, too yeah. only for. People well, the yeah. type of slang they use is like kids get it. If you're on the internet a lot, you get it. If you spend a lot of time on Twitter, there's comedians Twitter. like that. I watch comedians. Exactly. I'm like, who understands this outside of like the this 20 is, people on is, Twitter? Oh, and by the way, the, the, the industry love those comedians. Sure, <laughs> I know love, they get everything. <laughs> you know, the ones who spoke for like the one tiny one, one percent of two, two squares of Brooklyn is like, wow. <laughs> it's because really everyone this. who works at Comedy Central or wherever, is that square the employees are also live in that neighborhood. Of so I think the first, the first uh, campaign of Boric was like very, like that uh i think they were just speaking to like young yeah young audience but at the same time young voters but at the same time they were like uh too too much of a niche and they stay in that niche for too long you know yep. they didn't, for, i'm gonna give you an, an example uh the other guy was like with the chilean flag and like you know using chilean symbols and boric was never around any of that you know he was just like trying mm. to be too like nationalism was too too dumb so i think his people you know like decided yes. to like put trees and like green like there's this green. thing that happened and it happened here as well where like if you somehow have an american flag you're like bad you're conservative you know? yeah because conservative yeah. took over those Lame. symbols but also you, know? you can you look at not- yeah, take it back. There's not one side that owns the rights to like the the flag I and mean, an eagle listen, and stuff. If if you're walking down the street, you see a car with five American flags. Do you know that that guy is probably that you're kid. right. That's, you know? that's a trouble. But that doesn't yes. mean the other side has to just never show patriotism at all. I, I completely agree. So yeah. this is the thing. I think in the second part of the runoff, they redesign that, and yes. you can see him again with the flag, and you can see him again. Uh, you know, talking about first, like the, just the concept of freedom. The f- freedom was just a concept from the right. The right was like, we we want freedom, we want freedom, freedom, freedom. And yeah. then at the other side, we were like, 
okay, but freedom is not exactly have a pension system that is run by four people, you mm-hmm. know, and you don't have any option. Um, so we start talking about, okay, how you can change the, the direction of that message. And I think that's something that probably like more left-wing politicians have to pay attention to, you know? Yeah. Um, so he decided to like broaden up, broaden everything a little bit. He got the middle in and he won. And he won. Got the yeah, middle left. Yeah. And yeah. then he, he got, he got new voters. Like the, the, the numbers are so, it's such a landslide that the only way that makes sense is having new voters because actually the Piñera, the president, uh, the sitting president right now, because Boric is going to be, is the elected president is going to be sworn in on March 11th. Oh, um, Piñera, actually, he is, uh, he won with the same voters, the same amount of numbers that the guy who lose this time. Oh, so the, it's the like a re- that's time, same so thing happened in the US. It's like yeah. Obama Trump voters. Like Trump a, got more voters than he got in 2016, but he still lost because because more it's people a chunk. Came out to oh, right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. There's a chunk yeah. of new voters, and th- th- that that was the game changer. Yeah, I read that the communists were already mad at him. They said he ran too far. This on some things, right? He was like appealing to the center on some things, and yeah, there's, there's some. <laughs> this the, like the old uh, once again the old fraction of the communist party. It's yeah. uh, it's always angry. Of yeah, course. they don't actually want to win, right? They just well, that's like, the issue. No. Another big issue with communism, like in historically, is they don't. They're always angry. They you have to. Everyone has to wear the same uniform. You got to get the same haircut. Yeah, uh, it's boring. It, it's it's, it's boring. Boring. there's Young no music. They get rid of like music and dancing and fun and concerts and like for sure comedy. Definitely comedy. Uh, yeah, and it's boring. So you're saying he's not doing any of that? Yeah. No, he's not doing any of that. So once again, that's it's great. like. If, if, if I understand that it's really easy to put him in that box, he's not like that. I mean, as a person, he's not like that. You know, as, yeah. a, as, like, as a dude, he's not like that. Uh, you know, he's very, he always questions himself. He's kind of famous for saying sorry for things he did wrong on TV, you know? Yeah. He's famously for not being stick to one message, you know, be able to like, okay, I changed my mind about this. So he's not going to um, force you to do like pro-government comedy? <laughs> no, I mean... Do you know how I, great the government is? I, <laughs> it's a round of applause. I think he's actually doing it right now. I've been defending him for a, for an hour, and maybe he's paying me. <laughs> he's for done that. it so geniusly that we that's didn't true, even realize. That's true. That's true. Oh one podcast at the time. That's how he's going to win the American. Well, I know in a um, in this episode, please let him know that in a country I used to live in, there's now uh, pro government hip hop artists coming out wow. of of. of uh, it's in the it's in the east. One of the you've lived in many countries. I've so. lived in many, but you can guess which one. So hopefully, yeah, it's not going that way. That's good to hear. Um, that's the show. Thank you so much for doing it, man. Thank you, guys. Thank you for having me. This has been a blast. Welcome to New York, uh, Fabrizio Copano. Everybody, check him out. He'll be at the Netflix is a joke comedy festival in Los Angeles. I think this is the first one they're doing, right? Yeah, I think it's May. May, May it's something. like the new Montreal. Forget about just for last. I know they're going head to head now. Trying to take over Montreal, so let's um, see. Let's see what happened. It's interesting. More the better, I say. Keep them both. Of course, yeah. 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 Awesome. Well, have fun, mate. When did you say it is? I think it's May. I think it's May. April or May. And yeah. it'll be like all the Netflix comedians in LA at the same time performing. I mean, it's a genius idea by Netflix. I know it's pretty cool. And the, the funny thing is, like, they did a, a, a like a, a, a huge poster with everyone lineup. And I'm really high in the lineup. And I was like, wow, there I'm doing go. really well. 
I was right next to Ellen DeGeneres. Yes. I mean, Seinfeld is like way down. I mean, and then I figure out it was alphabetical. Uh, <laughs> Seinfeld's like, okay. yesterday's news. I get What's it. I get it. Did they, but is it like the font size is bigger as you, you know, the comedy festival poster no. is like the higher. Is just, the same I think, font? They were, I, mean, the, 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 I think the names are so big that they were like, I, yeah. I how do we pick how I can put like Chappelle and what, yeah. you know, I'm just going to like put it, everyone in the same font and fuck it. Amazing. Ellen DeGeneres is definitely going to fire our manager over this. Just so we know if anyone, knows <laughs> just, she's, she's so angry at me. She's so angry at me. Bigger font. Yeah, uh, that's it. Thanks so much for else. doing it, man. That's it. I hope everybody Thank learned more guys. about Chile. Oh, we should yeah. say RIP to Bob Saget. Uh, Bob Saget, oh, yeah. bummer. Man, another one. Super Dave, Norm, now Bob Saget. How many people um, are dying lately? I mean, it's comics, not even, like good it's not comedians. Yeah, I know. It's it's crazy. So yeah, Don't leave the house, everyone. It's very don't sad. leave the house. Cap, that's it. What should we do? Well, happy new year, though, on a happier note. And buy Girl Scout cookies. And come and- to, no, no, more importantly, come March 11th. Both. Buy your Girl Scout cookies at my album recording at the Friars Club on March 11th, 2022, everybody. That's it. Cap, let's, what? What's Get it? lost. Get lost. <laughs>